Ever feel like you're talking to a brick wall? Welcome to the world where you're finally heard. Now, let's turn that frustration into your superpower. Discover secrets to not just cope, but thrive in conversations with you know what, those know-it-alls. This isn't just advice. Promise you this is not just advice. It's a revolution on communication. So tune in right now so we can move forward. If you're new to the show, I go by the name of ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means Ed. Today's episode is entitled Struggling with Know-It-Alls, Mastering the Art of Handling People Who Can't Be Wrong. Oh my goodness, this is going to be hot. To, uh, you know, I got an eight-point framework, and if you stay to the end, fam, I even threw in a bonus because I really believe this bonus is going to help whoever is listening because, boy, I don't know how many times I've I've ran into those, you know, those know-it-alls, those uh, poindexters, those, okay, I'm probably about to go on a rant, so you're going to have to excuse me. So let's jump into the eight-point framework. Point number one, you need to understand their motivation. You know, sometimes, I mean, really, honestly, family, sometimes uh, they have good intentions. They have good meaning. I mean, you know, they mean well, as my mama would say, they mean well, but that's not always true at times, but they do mean well. So we have to understand and pay attention to their to the triggers that in which creates that form as where they want to extrapolate or extract information about whatever the conversation is, because those know-it-alls, boy, do they know it all. Hey, uh, thank you so much for watching today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and like for more insightful project management and personal development thoughts. Also sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter. It really means a lot to us. I appreciate the new uh, family members who's coming in, who's tapping in and, you know, subscribing. I need more of you. It's probably like 90% that's, that's watching the video that hasn't subscribed. What's going on? Show your brother some love. Let's move on to point number two. Use we instead of you or I. Again, use we instead of you and I. Listen, this framework really it, it puts it together. It really creates more of a collective approach. What is a collective approach, ED? I'm glad you asked me that. What a collective approach is, is meaning that we are in this together. We are, tr we are working towards moving towards a goal together. It makes it less confrontational, meaning it reduces the confrontation where that particular know-it-all on your team is is filling in. So it, it, it really creates more of a buy-in. It lets them know that, hey, we are doing this. So I look at it more of, watch this family, like collaborative language. Ooh, I like that. The reason why I like that collaborative language approach is because when you talk more in a collaborative language, we are talking about we win together, we lose together. So take, start looking at that as well, family. Point number three, set boundaries. Listen, you have to be honest. And I, I mean, you have to be honest. You have to set boundaries. You know, back in in school it was like hey you cross this line it's on oh you don't remember that okay okay how about this if you touch me then you know it's on okay you don't remember that either all right let's get back to the professionalism no seriously though family you do need to set boundaries you know sometimes what happen with a know-it-all they will try to dominate the conversation better yet they will belittle your knowledge like you just started yesterday or or as my uncle would say like i just jumped off the porch last night no 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 i put in the work, I did the necessary homework to ensure that I'm here with you having this particular discussion about leading this particular project. So family, 
when you when you are engaged in a, 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 a situation like this with a know-it-all, you have to understand you need to establish and set your boundaries and be, you know, you need, of course you want to be watched this. I, I got a, a framework, polite, professional, and proactive. Ooh. Reason why you need to be like that is because when you do this, there's no there's no there's no misunderstanding. There's no lack of expectation. The expectation has already been set. Hey, listen, you I, I really want to let you know you've crossed the boundaries of of what the discussion was about. And also, I want to give an extra tip on this. Don't you know, first the first step, you know, as I said, polite, professional, and proactive Pull them to the side first. See if you can have a meeting one-on-one -on -one with them and explain this to them. And then go, if, if they're not correcting the situation, okay, now we're going to do this in the open and in the public. We're going to address this uh, with the whole team while the whole team is on there. If you continually to belittle me and really, really challenge the knowledge that I possess. Let's move on to point number four. Okay, this is what I... Point number four is stay calm and composed, but I like to call this my woosah moment. My woosah moment is basically saying, keeping your cool, baby. Woo. Cool as a, cu a cucumber. The reason why I say keep it cool is because you want to keep it cool because when you keep it cool, it prevents from the situation escalating and it helps maintain a constructive dialogue. Constructive is the key word. Being constructive, meaning that we are having a dialogue that is more about facts than it is feelings. If we're having a dialogue, it's more about what's in front of us and not behind us. Oh, I like that one. And really, when you're doing this, you stay in calm, family. Take deep breaths. Pause before responding. I'll do that again. I said pause before responding. And the reason why you want to do that, because you want to gather your thoughts, because what you want to say may not be good for this conversation or this may this may be a PG-13 rated conversation and you want to go rated R. No, 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 no. Stay, stay professional. Stay proactive. You already know where I'm going. Anyway, point number five, focus on facts, not opinions. Again, focus on facts, not opinion. Listen, um, I was kind of talking about that uh, earlier of saying, you know, staying true to the conversation of having a constructive conversation. So ensuring that every all the information that you're discussing is factual. I, did, I talked about it earlier. One of my favorite, one of the favorite parts of my, when I'm watching Law and Order is during the court scenes because the judge always talks about, or, or I should say the judge, excuse me, the prosecutor may say, or the defendant uh, may say, that's hearsay. And so sometimes we'll get caught up in hearsay conversations instead of the facts. What are the facts? I understand what they said, but what were the facts in that conversation? Bring evidence or data, I should say, to support your points. Don't don't get caught up in that emotional roller coaster because when you get caught up in that emotional emo, emotional roller coaster, then you lose sight of the data and the evidence. I'm telling you, family, I've watched this happen. I've done it. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of project managers won't tell you that, but I've done it. And the reason why I can tell you that I've done it, I did it because I was I got caught up in the emotional aspect of now it went from talking about the facts and the evidence to now I'm trying to prove a point. But see, it's not really it shouldn't have been about proving a point. What it should have been about is sticking to the facts and sticking to what we call the triple constraints. Where are we at on this project? Which one of these areas are being affected by the decision you're about to make here that I don't agree with? So we need to bring data points and evidence to support 
why we think or know I should say instead of think why we shouldn't be going that way. Moving on to point number six, acknowledge their knowledge. Listen, I'm going to be honest with your uh, expertise or someone that knows it all. They love to be recognized. It, I mean, it gives them a boost of confidence. It makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside. It really helps them reassure that, yeah, I know it and, and you don't. Well, that's cool, but you have to do it and again in a professional way and complimenting them doesn't mean that you are um, playing kiss up or you are uh, trying to make them feel so good that you forget about yourself because they always talk about you know when you're on the airplane I don't know if you've ever flown but every time that I've gotten on the airplane and before we were about to take off the stewardess would come on the line and say in case of an emergency, uh, when this and, and the oxygen levels rise, this mask comes down. You put it on someone, your neighbor first. Oh, she, they don't say that. What do, okay, when the oxygen mask come down, you put it on yourself. So what I'm saying there, family, is you put it on yourself first, meaning you need to have a understanding of if you're going to compliment someone that knows it all or they feel that way, that is not, again, trying to make them feel so super good that you forget about yourself and what they've done. You're just trying to acknowledge their expertise. Hey, I acknowledge you. You do know what you're talking about. You do know your information, but I don't. I want you to understand as well. I know my information as well. I put in the necessary hours. I put in the. Uh, I did my homework as well. Let's move on to point number seven. Encourage group input. Listen, in a group setting, this is where I'm, some people become very uncomfortable because now you're in a group setting and you're being more direct, directly asking for others' opinion. And I do believe you can do that in a professional, proactive, and really watch this family in a way that makes makes the group feel safe and comfortable by asking them, so what do you think about this particular item? What do you think about how we should address this? Because really, family, what you want to ensure that is happening is, is that everyone gets an opportunity to address, as they would say, some people will say the elephant in a room. No, 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 no. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that no more. Well, I may use it another time, but right now, I want to say address the person in the room that is belittling everyone else. And what happens is, which we, what we need to focus on is the why. Why is this happening with uh, this person? So let's let's have a open conversation because and create a safe a safe place to have this particular conversation. Point number eight. Point number eight is model open, um, uh, model a open mindness. What does that mean? Listen, demonstrate how you value and consider new information. Example is this having respectful and thoughtful conversations, family. When you choose to do that, you make people uh, feel really comfortable and really have an opportunity to develop, watch this family, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. If you haven't uh, watched my video on growth and, and fixed mindset, one of my favorite books, if you said, hey, ED, you could take five books, Carol DeWick's mindset book would be one of those books that would definitely be coming with me on a road trip. And like I said, I saved the last, I saved the best for last. So if you stuck around to the end, I have one for you. And this is a bonus. Questions instead of statements. Mm, this is going to rub somebody wrong. I know. I, I'm sorry. I had to do it, but we got to do it. See, family, we need to um, frame our disagreements in the form of a question. 
Because when you start make projecting statements, people feel attacked. When you start projecting statements, people feel uncomfortable. When you start projecting statements, you make people feel that you are attacking their confidence or their self-worth. So asking in a form of question, so why did you do that? How, how, what were you thinking when you said that? What were your, what was your thinking behind that? That creates again, more open dialogue. Hey family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My name is ED until next time. Wait a minute. I got a real, I got a real quick request again, family, make sure you uh, sign up for the newsletter. I really believe it's going to be impactful. This newsletter is for any project manager or anyone thinking about this, this thing I love that I hope that you love called project management. You're really going to enjoy it. Um, and I'd love to get your feedback of what would you like to see in the newsletter. Leave, leave some com leave comments below. Until next time, you know my motto. I'm out.